Hey, are you ready? Welcome to the St. Michael Podcast. What's up? What's up? Welcome to the St. Michael Podcast, one man's attempt at business, family, and comedy. Yes, we are here. At the 35th episode, 35 episodes in the whole, you know the vibes. Right, right, right. You know the vibes. Right, right. <laughs> That's, um, uh, his name's Paper Chase. P A P A C H A Y S E. Um, and I was chopped and screwed by DJ Candlestick. That's a fire song right there. But yeah, I am your wonderful host, Michael Agbajan. And yes, I'd like to thank everyone who, you know, supports everyone who goes to the Apple Podcasts to leave a either five star or leave any feedback. Anybody subscribes to the YouTube channel and watches this podcast, all the listeners. I just want to say thank you. I appreciate your support. And those who continue to support, I love you. I love you, and I I, I want to say I appreciate you for doing so. And it does go noticed. It never goes unnoticed. I see it, and um, it's gonna take us to that level, you know. Um, uh, let's let's take it there. But as we uh, start, we got the van back at the barber school, and it looks beautiful. We got it wrapped, you know, in this beautiful red with you know all the necessary pieces of collateral that people need to see about you know when we're open our hour not not hours our um our phone number where we're located and um it's mainly used as a billboard you know uh, i'm not sure if you ever see in certain parking lots you know you see with like t-mobile or you see with like chick-fil-a or anything like that where you got the rat vehicle yeah it could be used for things like you know catering or used for mobile type deliveries or anything like that but um it is it does serve as a nice billboard and that's what this one serves as so if you ever want to check it out we are located at 2413 west airport freeway um it's pretty uh it's pretty dope you know you'll see it right off the highway can't miss it uh people are already calling based on seeing it and say wow i see you i see you and look it's all to the good because if you're trying to take it to that level that's what that's the whole goal here we're trying to take each other to that level and um, as far as with the car wash, because that was a barber school, and as far as with the car wash, um, the products, you know, we're getting the final details for the products out. Um, we're going to release 11 products to start um, to do full services from the exterior to the interior, getting the, you know, the branding correct, getting the, uh, the graphics, the, the printing, the boxes, the bags for the delivery, the online store. Um, Everything's set up to where it could just come out right, start right. And uh, I'm excited about that. So you will see a pre-order, you know, available for that, you know, so look out for that. And that's what, that's what I'm more excited about because, you know, um, definitely would love to promote that on a larger scale, like online and even in this podcast and whoever I talk to. But you understand that the Waterboys, which is mainly a service that we service on-site locations like high rises and, you know, people's homes and uh, at people's work, um, it's hard to promote that on a large scale because services are more locked into particular areas. Um, whereas products, you can really take that anywhere. 
you know, uh, that is what you would consider scalable, you know? Um, so I would like to, um, scale, uh, the water boys with the car wash products. And what will come after that to get us to scale with the services is our app. And, um, that'll be a fully customized app, not, not a web, you know, not, not a web app. Like some people, you know, try to do where it's kind of like a website, uh, a full on custom app, you know, to where you could, um, access our service, um, all over Texas, you know, and then after that, it's going to go all over, um, the U S you know, and, um, might take them to that level to where people might be saying congratulations to me. Like I'm about to say congratulations to Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry has went from homeless to now he's become a billionaire. Let's go. Let's go. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is now a billionaire. Are y'all listening to this? Proud of that man. Now he got them ducks coming in. He got the he got the duckers coming in. Big up to um to Tyler Perry because this year alone we added three black billionaires in America. Um, Jay Z, as you know, became a billionaire. Let's go, Jay Z! Big big round of applause for him too. Um, also, uh, Kanye became a billionaire this year at one point three billion, and then now Tyler Perry in one year. It's kind of great. The other ones are, um, I think, uh, uh, Oprah, as you know, and there's uh, Robert Smith. He's the investor. Um, then there's Michael Jordan. He became a billionaire. I think it was like last year or something like that. And um, then you got David Stewart who started an IT company. And um, so that you're looking at um, the revolution. You're seeing it change. It's the Renaissance period for um, black wealth. And, you know, uh, it's just amazing. But understand, you know, uh, Tyler Perry going from homeless uh, to billionaire, uh, that was a risk. It could have it could have not worked, you know, because there's no guarantee when you invest in yourself, which a lot of people would like to do and a lot of people try to do. And, you know, which is to me, the ultimate goal, investing in yourself, which I think is the best investment you could ever make. But uh, there are no guarantees. You could do everything right. I mean, like invest in yourself, make all the right moves, get everything right. You can do everything right and still lose. That's how it is. But even even if so, that becomes the end where you still lose, it's still worth it. So the fact that you invest in yourself um, and, and uh, focus on like what you could do for yourself to bring yourself to the next level um, it's always worth it. It's a, the betting yourself is always worth it. You know, even though you could fail, but again, like I've said in the past is that, um, that's what you're looking to do. Start and fail because every time, uh, there's a failure, it teaches you something that you didn't know that you couldn't have known winning. And I know it's a hard concept to understand, but it's the same thing as like falling down when you fall and you like break your leg or cut yourself. It, it, it just teaches you how to stand up. You know, it teaches you how to avoid things. And, um, that's key. You know, there's, a. am not sure if anybody's ever met somebody who's never broken a bone or never had a scratch or never had a scar on their body. And then you really ask them if you, if you've ever met somebody like that, you're like, have you, have you lived? Because imagine a life lived without any type of scar. Cause that's what life is. Life is about our scars. And, 
Um, the fact that Tyler Perry went from homeless um, to a billionaire off of just plays and his passion. And you, I, don't, I know for sure that he probably didn't see this coming, you know? Um, but the bigger point of it is that, or at least the central point of it is, well, all the billionaires is that it had a lot to do with ownership. And ownership takes many forms. You know, ownership comes in not only owning what it is or what you have, but also um, taking control. Control is important. So whether that be, because you do ownership through finding a hustle quicker and faster and doing something different, or you could actually start a product or start a service, have ownership over that. Um, that's another way towards building wealth. Um, also franchising and going into something that's already shown and uh, proven itself in the market. Uh, that's another level of ownership, but you must be careful because all forms come with limitations. You know, there's no absolute win and no super W's with all of them. Cause again, um, there are no guarantees. It's, it's still a risk, but you know, um, there's one new hustle that I've been telling people about. Um, if you're ever interested in trying to do something for yourself, um, that's different and new. And again, you know, it's coming to you first here. Um, there's something called, if you ever want to check it out, called liquidation.com, liquidation.com. And um, what that is, is if you ever, if you ever heard of like pallets where people flip pallets and uh, basically it's this, you go on liquidation.com, you find where your area is. And let's say you're in Dallas or something like that, then you will know your area is in Garland. And what you do is that they have these pallets where they have all these liquidated products um, you know, brand new products that their, you know, companies are trying to get rid of and they put it on this pallet and it's very similar to like storage wars. If you ever, if you're familiar with storage word where they, they'll go to the facility of storage facilities, um, you know, like public storage or whatever. And then they'll buy a storage facility for like $300 and they get everything that's in there and they take that and they flip it and they sell it. Um, it's very similar to that. And with liquidation.com or you know, places just like this, you go online, you register, it doesn't cost anything. And then, um, you go into, uh, an opportunity where you could bid on particular pallets and you know, the value of the pallets, but you don't know what's in the pallet. And a pallet is basically, um, like, a it's almost like a shipping crate full of different products that you don't know what it is. You know, they'll tell you the value. So it could be like a $1,500 pallet you know, with $1,500 to $2,000 worth of uh, product on there, and you might get it for $250. I've never seen a hustle like this. Um, it's pretty brand new out there. Uh, I would encourage anybody to look into things like that if they're trying to do something a little bit different, something that's a little bit untapped. Because I saw um, this girl online um, who was actually trying to train people on how to do it, on how to like get pallets and sell pallets and flip what's on pallets. And, um, all the comments were like, this is too good to be true. This is a scam. This is that. But see, at first I thought the same thing. Cause my dad is actually the one who actually was the first one on this, on this particular hustle. He got this pallet, uh, from there. And he said he spent like $250 and you had like the $700 bench in there, like, um, like, like an outdoor bench you had, all these indoor baskets and indoor like uh, plants and um, like uh, 
desk. It was it was just a bunch of stuff. Like to me, like three thousand dollars worth of stuff. I was like, you got this for two hundred fifty dollars? So yeah, I just bid and I went over there to Garland. I got the truck, and, you know, I backed it up and they they filled up the truck with the entire stuff for the pallet. I brought it home and I didn't believe it myself until I saw it and I saw all the stuff and uh, we took that and when we had our garage sale, we took that like, you know, um, and put his products there in the garage sale and uh, they were the first to sell all of them, you know, even though you're limited to how many, you know, garage sales you can have per year. Uh, I think it's only two in our area, but, you know, uh, if if you can't sell it at your home or if you can't sell it online. You know, there's different ways of getting people to come visit and come see and uh, sh or shipping it out. Uh, but liquidation.com, that's one of them. Definitely not a sponsored situation. This is just me putting you on um, to the different hustles. And as you know, when I say you got to also uh, beware, it's like um, uh, right now you have the some former, a couple of dozen former uh, McDonald's franchisees who they made a deal with, you know, with McDonald's and they're saying that, you know, they're suing for discrimination and the discrimination they're saying is that, um, you know, they put the black franchisees, uh, they gave them stores that were like, particularly in areas where, um, the sales were lower, but yet the, the operating costs were higher and, you know, in more impoverished areas and they didn't have very much control. They said that it was, a lot of these um, these former franchisee owners are saying that they're set up for failure. Um, and that's what happens. You don't have full control. You are part of a franchise, but you still don't have full control. You still have to follow their guidelines. And the fact that they, you know, are being discriminated against or if they being discriminated against, you know, time will tell through this loss lawsuit. But um, it just goes to show that, you know, um, things are a little bit different, at least in this country, in America. Uh for the treatment you get, you know, doing business. I've had my own fair share of experiences in business where you don't give, you know, you don't get full control. They don't give you trust. You know, I'm not sure if it's based on discrimination because, you know, um, racism and, you know, like true racism, as you see it now, is super like covert. It's not obvious. You're not getting someone, you know, it's going to walk up to you, calling you the N word or something like that, or like uh, berating you on your race. You're going to get, subtle forms of it where uh they have people who supervise you and watch out for you or they follow you in certain ways or they uh they breathe down your back because uh they might not trust you fully that you're going to be able to do the job and that is the form of discrimination because um it happens you know uh right now you have um it's like a war between uh being difficult which a lot of black people are looked at as being difficult when they demand or when they request for things that um, anybody else would get. Um, and then for, you know, other people, you know, usually white people is looked at as that's business. That's hey, that's business. So, so in a case where, you know, something didn't go, go right in a business deal. If it's a white guy who's the lead of that, it's, it's usually a white woman, either one. It's usually like, hey, that's business. You know, you got to understand that's business. But then when it's a black person who wants things and it doesn't go right, it's to say that, oh, they're being difficult. You know, it happened with like Chadwick Boseman, where he talked about his situation of uh, going to uh, like getting a role that wasn't very representative in that, you know, it showed like that particular one that he was on, one of his first roles, it was about him 
uh, playing somebody who, you know, his parents weren't around, he was on drugs, and he said it was a huge representation of um, blackness, but it was in a negative form. And uh, from that moment, uh, he chose roles that he were that he was proud of, and he didn't want to have any type of negative representations, you know, of himself. But you know, after he kind of challenged the status quo for the role that he was in on his first role, uh, he was looked at as difficult, you know, hard to work with. And that's usually what it is, you know, like he could have said, Hey, this is what I would like. And they could have saw that as, Hey, that's business. We got to give the man what he likes when we like his performances. But then they looked at it as, Oh, you're being difficult. And the same thing's happening right now with, um, uh, Joe Budden, Joe Budden, you know, with the Joe Budden podcast, they're moving from Spotify. And my bet is that he's going to be investing in something, um, that he has a little bit more control over because he's gone from complex magazine, um, to revolt to, um, now he's with Spotify and the deal from what, you know, he's put us, you know, made us privy to is that the deal didn't really serve him and his team. And he went there and even though he was number one, you know, two years in a row, they said that he still didn't meet the, the numbers, uh, and the benchmarks for the bonus that he was due in the contract. So it was one of those things where you you just got to bet on yourself sometimes because you go to these places and you complain, and you complain, and complain about things not going your way. You know, like you wanted to, like you'll go into a business or like like, like my company where with the water boys, you'll say, hey, uh, is there a way I could do less cars or if I could not work on the weekends and you know, uh, if I could get off by this time? Look, at the end of the day, you should probably find another job. You should probably find somewhere else because you can't keep complaining about the places that you're at or the places that aren't doing for you when you're not doing for yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, it sometimes this is that that's what you signed up for, you know, and it's not going to be perfect. So the, the only thing that you can do is to move around, you know, um, but yeah, so I don't know where Joe Button's going to bring his podcast, even though he has a great podcast, um, but, you know, he's being looked at as difficult versus him saying that's business if you know you got to follow the contract um same thing with monique you know uh the comedian monique where you know she's been looked at as difficult and i just want to kind of get away from that stigma because if you if you use if i hear someone use the word uh difficult i will bring clarity because it's not when you have things where you're not due or uh or things aren't fair for you and then you try to voice it and then people kind of categorize you as one with an attitude or one who's difficult. You're incorrect because that's how business is. It's a negotiation back and forth. You know, both sides are trying to get what's best for themselves. So there's no such thing as difficult that this that's part of the game. You know, so I want to, you know, change, um, change it going forward from it being about, it, you know, people being difficult to understand that that's business. It's no, it's no level of difficulty. That's all about that's business. And, um, that's what I want to say, uh, going forward. But, um, also, you know, those who are working on their personal brand or their business brand, um, the, if you want clarity on it, uh, on where you want to go with that, uh, you know, the one place you want to think of is, um, about brands are known are uh, are known for, like consistently, like consistently for something, they do something consistently that you know them for. That's what a brand is, you know. And after a while, when whenever this company or brand has done something consistent, consistently 
over time and it's it, it looks a certain way and this could be good or bad you know um some some brands are known like cable brands are known to have terrible customer service and that's what they're known for and some places like amazon are known to have you know incredible customer service but you want to build your brand to be cons- consistently known for something and um uh that it's usually one one or two things you know it's not a plethora of different things of saying oh you're known for convenience and quality and no it's usually one major thing that you're you're usually known for and it happens over time but um we have um a listener who you know had a question for me he said hey um michael or say michael i have a question like i have i want to understand what it what like how to do better when it comes to public speaking. He says, when I have, when it's, when it comes to public speaking, I get up there, um, I get nervous and, um, uh, you know, my voice starts shaking and I get sweaty and all that. Like what, what could I do to improve in uh, public speaking? And it's, it's, it's not easy, but it, it, it is simple on what you could do to improve, um, in your public speaking one, which is about 80%. Of what's going to take you to that level when it comes to public speaking is preparation. When you know what you're going to say, that's one form of building confidence. When you already know what you're going to say, not speaking on topics that you're not familiar with, where you have to kind of like, you know, trying to memorize the script and trying to figure it out. That's not what you want to do. Um, you want to talk about things that you're very familiar with and you want to practice and prepare. A lot of people don't like practicing and preparing because it makes them feel like uh, they want to be loose and all that, but you're loose whenever you know what you're about to say. Therefore, you could stop, you could take breaks, you could expound on something without losing track of what you're about to say. But um, 80% of public speaking has to do with preparation, just knowing where you're going. And then the other remaining uh, 20% is something that really doesn't change, but it's persistence. Um, As you do it over and over, speaking in front of people, whether it be a small group or large group, uh, the easier it'll become. Again, that's yet another form of building confidence of you get in front of people, knowing what you're going to say, and then you get in front of people over and over in different aspects. And this has to be with personal confidence of talking, you know, like with a small group of like three or four, you know, and leading that conversation and speaking intelligently about what you know, not trying to reach in places where you're not familiar so um, I encourage you, uh, if you're going into the direction of public speaking, that uh, prepare. So it's prep and persistence. Those are the two things um, that are going to take your public speaking uh, to the next level. And, uh, you know, being nervous, a lot of people think you could tell when someone's nervous. You can't tell when no one's nervous. You, you don't know. And if, the, if you can't tell, people think it's adorable anyway. It's part of the charm. But the shakiness and the you know, being sweaty and overwhelmed, a lot of that has to do with just not knowing what it's going to, where you're going to say and how you're going to say and how it's going to come off and talking about something you're not familiar with. And those are all ways to kind of break down your confidence. So um, I encourage you to go out, um, speak in front of a few people in whatever capacity that is, and just know what you're going to say. Try those things. It might sound like, as you probably could already think, you know, preparation that's it no there's no way there's, there's something more there must be another secret you know how people say oh just pretend the um the crowd is naked i don't that was a ter- i don't know who made that up that was terrible you know pretending like 
the crowd is naked or whatever. It might work for some people. Um, but you have to use your imagination and you got to remember what you're doing. No. All I say is, because this happened when I'm going on stage in, in comedy where, you know, I would sometimes, I remember there's times where I'll go up there thinking I could just wing it because you see other comedians go up and they do it so naturally and it seems like they're just winging it. You're like, man, that's what I need. I just need to go out there and just kind of freestyle. That's, that's the, that's the effortlessness of like getting to the goal. It's not, it's like, it's like that in fashion, you know, like when you make it look like you didn't try, but yet it's amazing. That's, that's what you're trying to meet that effortlessness where it didn't look like you put in heavy effort. It's just like, it comes off naturally. And when someone sees you on stage where you make it look easy, um, it inspires others, others to say like, I could do that. Look how easy this person is making it look. They just get up there, freestyle it and making it funny. But you think that person came up there and freestyle? No, they did not freestyle. They knew what, where they're going to go, but because they were so prepared, they understood how to be loose in it, how to make it look natural, how to make it look like they're freestyling. It was just like common speech and a common, like a common conversation. That's part of the trick, you know? So you want to, and, and like I was telling you, when I would go on stage before, I would, one time I just came on and said, I'm just going to freestyle. And I went up on stage and I'm just kind of thinking of stuff. Didn't go well. Did it again. Didn't go well. And then the times where I actually prepared and I practiced and um, I went up there, uh, it was I was able to be loose in my discussion and it came off. 20, 30 times better. I'm like, this is what I need to work on. This is how I need to improve. This is where I'm starting where just by base preparation and me getting on stage and kind of know where I want to go and kind of adding things in that I expect, but the crowd doesn't is kind of what I want to work on. And that's what I've been working on when it comes to um, bringing something new to stage. So yeah, that is the tip for you. I hope that you take that and that you use it. And that maybe that might help you give me feedback on that. Uh, that could help tremendously. There's other things I could do or I could say to help, but uh, I think that's a good start. But um, yeah, as you know, again, thank you for listening to the first particular segment of the St. Michael podcast. Thank you for being here with me. I always truly appreciate it. Um, and now you're going to see this next particular segment with me, myself, and Bly, as you know, we always go in and have a great conversation and try to keep you entertained. So if there's anything you want to ask me about, say, Michael, you know, hey, how do you uh, make an omelet? Hey, I'll break it down. Hey, say, Michael, what is um, two plus two? I'm going to tell you four. You know what I'm saying? So holla at me. If you have any questions and anything that you want me to help with or maybe you want, to, want me to kind of speak about, and I will do so. So... Welcome to the next segment. I will see you later. Peace out. Hello there. What's going on? What's going on? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh. <laughs> you all right? Talk about bad timing. Man, we got a story to tell. Yo. Yeah. I went, how I went from a... A hero to a zero. No, you're still a hero. <laughs> you're definitely still a hero in my eyes. Took that L, though. Nah, you didn't take an L. You didn't. You so didn't. so y'all can understand kind of what's going on. Um, yesterday evening, mm -hmm. I fell off the roof. This boy fell off 
the roof. Go off the roof. While it was raining. Yeah. See, this how this how the story goes. Oh my goodness. And you know, we had this these skylights, mm-hmm. these large skylights in our kitchen. Yeah. And they're beautiful. Um, I love it. Yeah, it yeah. brings all this natural light in. Mm-hmm. But you know, it has like a leak. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. happens like once every like other year or something weird. Yeah. And we we brought some people in to repair it. They gypped us. Yeah, and they they just never really solved the problem. So when it rains really heavy, mm-hmm. we have to like put all these things out just to collect water. It's terrible. Man, y'all, we living in the projects. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> man, we gotta fix this problem. You right. know. But um, so basically, we went to Walmart. Mm-hmm. We bought that. Uh, was it Flex Flex Seal? Flex Seal. This is yeah. such a ghetto situation. It's ghetto, y'all. <laughs> but look, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta yeah, do. Yeah. So we bought this Flex Seal, mm-hmm. and we get home, and you know, we're getting ready for you know your birthday. Yeah, yesterday was my birthday. But beforehand, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to beat out the rain. I, yes. I know the rain's coming. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, blah, I'm gonna go to the roof and seal yes you know put a waterproof seal mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. this like um, skylight yes yes grab the ladder Uh-oh. yeah grab the ladder and i put it out you know and i it's like look the ladder wasn't stable stable and our and just to get to just to get to the the roof you're looking at about 11 feet man mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i get up there and i'm like trying to seal it and then next thing you know, like it starts to rain, it starts mm-hmm, to rain. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let me go down so I could like get more of this whatever flexi seal we have. Went yeah. down the ladder and I noticed it wasn't in a good spot. So I'm like, all right, next time I go up, I'm putting in a better spot so nothing happens. Right. And I put in a better spot. I go back up there. I'm trying to seal it. Now it's like storming. Right. It's pouring down. Yeah. All, I, all I'm up there is just with a t-shirt and some shorts and i'm talking about goosh, like i'm seeing yeah. i'm like look it's not gonna work like this because i'm over here trying to spread and hurry up it's getting all of my hands it's just a it's just a mess mm-hmm. and then so Bly, i think you're getting ready at this moment right yeah i was i was in the bathroom just getting ready like doing my hair and the boys they were in the kitchen eating yes and you could see the ladder and everything from the kitchen so it's kind of yeah. like their entertainment so yes, just watching. yes. Mm-hmm. so you know i'm like man it's like storm let me grab all my stuff i grabbed it and then I went to the, the ladder. I was like, all right, I got one foot down. I put one foot. Okay, cool. And then, mind you, this thing's not really stable. And now I put my other foot down and it wasn't trying to stable. So I'm like, me thinking, let me kind of curve it a little bit so I could stabilize this thing. And then it slid from under me. The ladder falls. I have, I have stuff in my hand already. Oh, I'm still halfway on the roof. And then I fall with the ladder. Man. And then I knew... As was happening, it's one of those things where you're like, this was what I was trying to prevent. Exactly. And now I'm actually experiencing it and there's nothing I could do. It's like a, it's like a process, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you've, you've gone too far, you know? And then I fell and I doom hit the ground. I was like, "Mm, mm." landed on that right shoulder. I mean, sorry, the left shoulder. Yeah. Left shoulder. I was just on the ground. I was like, then look back and I see the boys like with their mouth open just looking outside the window like oh my god and then um i'm trying to get up my arm it's just not my left arm it's just not moving it was just hurting and i'm thinking at this moment i know i definitely broke something Mm -hmm. because i fell from the top of the roof Oof! yeah and that concrete then i turned back again you know i finally got up kind of did a push-up with my right arm got up i turned around the boys were gone (laughs) (laughs) yeah they ran to the bathroom and they're like mama mama daddy fell off the roof I'm like, what? 
they're like, yeah, the ladder fell. It's on the ground. And I run to the kitchen and, mm-hmm. it, and he made it inside and you hear him. Ugh. Man, it was hard. Like I was trying to, Ugh. I was like, I was like mm. oh my God. We, you know? oh my God. I felt like I was going to pass out. The boys were panicking. I was trying to not panic, but I was panicking. It was just crazy. <laughs> oh my god! And the boys, you know, you try to show the boys you're strong. You're like, oh, it's okay. It's right, okay. You're like, right. no, something's <laughs> wrong. And they're like trying to. They're like uh, berating me. They're like, Daddy, don't go on the roof oh again. Oh my god! They're like grown men. Yeah, they're like, don't go on the roof again. You scared me. Don't go on the roof again. They kept telling me like six, seven times. You're like, uh, Daddy's arm could be broken right now. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't lift my arm, and it's like throbbing, hurting. And then like my side and then like if you see if you're watching this like my my phone was in my yeah so my work phone was in my left pocket it was like a dent in my phone man that's a a booty cheek dent yeah (laughs) yeah it is and um yeah i'm still recovering from it that's from that was was just yesterday of course you're still recovering from you fell from the roof like and it was wet outside yeah it was like storming you know it's one of those things where this is not a good idea. No, it was not a good idea. And the fact that we had to rush because the moment we picked up the boys to the moment we were supposed to like start getting ready to go out to dinner for my birthday, mm-hmm. it was like you only had a short, small window to do what you needed to do and to do it before it started raining. So it really wasn't a smart idea in the first place. Yeah, but- it wasn't because, you know, we're, we're trying to prevent, you know, any type of a leak. Right, right. And, you know, it just goes to show you got to think through some things sometimes because, yeah. you know, um, the only thing I was thinking of was like, I can't go to the hospital, you know, because we're getting ready to go to your, you know, birthday turn up. Which, trust me, y'all, I'll try to cancel it because. Yeah, yeah. Know. Well, I mean, <clears throat> as long as I didn't break anything. Yeah, because you were able to like move your arm. Yeah. It just was really painful. Like, I went to the doctor today to like check, check out the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, it just seems like, you know, maybe some heavy like. Like uh, bruising mm-hmm. or um, swelling on the interior. Mm-hmm. He said you didn't like tear any tendons, I don't think, but you probably need to get you like an x ray just to make sure. Yeah. At the end, I was like, hey, just letting y'all know, this is like my wife's idea. <laughs> you know, I was just gonna kind of walk this <laughs> off. Oh, and, you know, he's looking at me like, mm hmm. And then she, she's laughing. Yeah, because look, let me tell y'all something. I don't want anything to happen to you. You can't leave me here with these boys by myself. <laughs> you think it's that serious? Yeah, I think it's that serious. I drove him to the doctor, y'all. Like, I sat in the waiting room. I was like, I'm going to be here for my baby. She asked me, do you want me to go in with you? I was like, uh. I know. I was like, the mom. I was like, you want to come? Want me to come in with you? <laughs> I was like, nah. And you're like, okay, okay. Right. <laughs> just making sure. But no, I just wanted everything to be okay. Like, you always twist your ankle or break your wrist or something you're like oh i'm just gonna wait it out and then like two weeks later you like oh i need to go to the doctor yeah that happened um at our um uh wedding uh, reception reception yeah where you know we're doing some major steps some alpha step and as i'm I'm an alpha if you don't already know um and at one part of it Mm -hmm. like i think i broke my my foot yeah i know for, for sure and and you never went to the doctor i never went to the doctor it was like I'm talking about painful for like two months. I was yeah. like, I need to go to the doctor, but it'll be okay. See every day, saying? every day. I was like, tomorrow will be a better day. So you couldn't even wear certain shoes. You couldn't even put weight on your foot mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I'm like, skip. I was like, this is Man. crazy. And um, then eventually I went to the, um, and got an x-ray for it. Yeah. And they x-rayed the wrong foot. <laughs> I told them, I was like, 
it was my left foot. It's like, oh, but our work order says right. I'm like, I know, but it's my left. It's like, yeah, but this is what they sent in for the oh work order. Oh my god! So it was a waste of time. It was a waste. Money. Yeah, and I was Lord. like, all right, but basically, <laughs> you know, it made me question like, what makes someone what what makes you to a point of mistakes like random mistakes happening mm-hmm. to a point of like being like accident prone? Oh my god! Do you think you're accident prone? No. Do you yes. know anybody who's accident prone? You think I'm no, accident prone? No, no. Oh. I don't think so. No, not at all. I mean, I think what you did was definitely a mistake that you would never do again. Because you've been on a roof before. Mm-hmm. Plenty Several of times. times. Yeah. yeah, but not while it was raining or before it rains or even after it rains. You know, I was thinking when I was coming down, because, you know, mm-hmm. the roof is like a ramp. Yeah. I'm trying to hurry, but not kind of slow down. In my head, I was like, half I rolled off. That would have been even worse. Yeah. probably would have hit the patio table. Mm-hmm. I'm just so thankful. Thank God nothing serious happened because honestly, you could have killed yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something could happen. Yeah, Any, had you well, had been like 10 years older too. Man, you got, man, see what I'm saying? Men, y'all age so gracefully. Like, I you told her, so I said strong. It, I said if I was like 80 years 80? old, I'd be dead. Broken My whole body. bones and brittle all <laughs> yeah, over the yeah. ground. <laughs> You said the bones would be on the ground like like peanut brittle. Yeah, just be all broke. What is it? A jello bone? Yeah, just all over the ground, <laughs> looking like a skeleton. I got a uh, employee who's really accident prone. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He uh, he just forgets things. You mm-hmm. know, trips over things, locks his keys in the car. Ooh. You know, cuts his finger. That's just like a person who just has a lot of bad luck. Yeah, what would you is that is there a way to prevent that or just I don't think there's a way to mm-hmm. if that's who you are. That's who you are. I it, mean, I feel like you could probably because you got to be more aware. How can you be more aware than what you already are? Know. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> that means you'll be doing tasks super slow. You're like, all right, don't touch like you're like, don't move. Oh my! But literally, God. if you were trying to watch out for every movement and you're an accident prone person, yeah. because you know sometimes no, what 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 does it take to be accident prone? Does it mean like? Let's say you bump into the wall every now and then. That's not accident prone. No, well, accident like if prone. You really is, like hurt yourself, right? Yeah, but people are so embarrassed to like when admit someone, that they are accident prone. No, when someone makes has an accident or a mistake, mm-hmm. and then like for example, which I will front them out directly. <laughs> you know, Adiola. <laughs> you know, he told me he was cutting something, um, and he said, "Man, bro, I was cutting something like for like my seasonings yeah. or whatever," and he cut his finger. I was like, oh, you cut your finger? Like, yeah, but like deep. He said, like, I needed stitches. Ooh. Yeah, he had to go get stitches. But at first, mm-hmm. he just tried to wrap it up and oh, just yeah. do that. But he said it was gushing blood. <gasps> I know. Ooh. Yeah, that makes my skin cringe. Yeah. Ooh. He said it was just gushing blood. I was like, what happened? He's like, dog, it was just a mistake. And people get upset That's so funny. when they make a mistake. And mm-hmm. I got my other boy, Austin. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I guess something happened with a house, you know, that he's building. Mm-hmm. And he cut into his thigh. Ooh. Think about that. All your thigh meat exposed. <laughs> oh. And then when I asked him, I was like, hey, what happened? He's like, I don't even want, bro. It was just uh, just stu- be me being stupid, bro. I did something stupid. Mm-mm-mm. I was like, but what happened? He's like, it's just stupid, bro. Like, you know, Meaning he could have prevented it. I think that's most mistakes. Yeah, but he he did it knowing it was going to be stupid. He, but he was like, I'm going to just do it anyway. And then that's, that was the he, outcome. You can't mess with glass, though. You know, glass and like. Yeah. You know, I see those like, um, especially with um, Chopped. Mm-hmm. When they're trying to hurry up. Oh, yeah. And, do like, and, and they're they, looking at the time. Yeah. And they, they cut, cut themselves. I'm like, ooh. 
I didn't want to. How do you eat the food? It's so nasty. I know. To me. You have to go wash your hands and then put on gloves. I wouldn't want to eat the food. I, I wouldn't want to eat the food. Eat but any that food. probably happens, you know, anyway, at every restaurant. And I'm sure we've probably eaten bloody food. Oh, I can't believe you said that. That's so nasty. You know, so gross. imagine how much stuff ends up in your food and you don't even know it. That's what I'm saying. Like, every restaurant got rats. I mean, come on now. Mm -hmm. Every restaurant, they got roaches. People be dropping food. You think they're going to recook that food? No. Nah, no, no, Put no, that no. food right back on the plate and serve you, it to you. Can't, you can't apply this to all restaurants. Not you, all restaurants, but 99.9% .9 of them. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like that's the case? Like, yeah, of there's course. Some, there's some behind-the-scenes issue that you're oh, just yeah. not seeing. Well, I used to work at a restaurant, and I used to see the waiters, like, eat off of people's plates before they gave them the plate, before they said put on the table. So I used to see that all the time. And then uh, this guy I know, actually, he lives here in Dallas, but he's from New Orleans, and he worked at a hotel. He was telling me that um, he worked in the food service, and that, you know, let's say you ordered a hamburger and fries and then when you got done, you didn't eat all your fries. And I ordered a hamburger and fries from a different room. They would take your old ass fries, put it on my my plate with some new fries. I know they play those games. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's funny because when I was in Vegas um, last year and I ordered room service, which I hardly ever do because I'm not a big fan of room service food. And the, the, the burger. Oh, why? Why? I don't know. Some of it just don't taste. It's not good to me. It's just like not great quality. Like not fresh. Not fresh. Okay. Yeah. And to, to prove my point, the burger was cold. Mm -hmm. The cheese was like a weird texture. It wasn't melted all the way. It looked old. Mm -hmm. And the fries was cold. And I was like, I think they gave me somebody else's food and like try to reheat it in the microwave. Yeah. It was just really That's what disgusting. I feel happened when we went to Oklahoma with that steak. Yes, I feel oh like they didn't try to reheat God. it yeah. and recook it. I'm like, it just doesn't work like that. Even now, when mm -hmm. you buy something, mm -hmm. sometimes it is good when you reheat it and all that. But yeah. what I'm saying is, if you cook something and you made a mistake in the cooking process, yeah, and you try to recook it mm -hmm. in a way it never, especially it never steak. Works. You can't, you can't recook steak like that. Even chicken, you take out chicken too early. That's true. And then you're like, oh, it's not cooked all. You can't pop no, it back in. No, that's disgusting. Unless it's on the grill. Oh yeah, but I think wouldn't it dry out? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah, it might dry out. Yeah, I think meat in general probably you can't just like recook like that. That has to be the hard thing about um, food in general that you have to mm -hmm. trust people mm -hmm. with your food. I know. And then, because you know, when I get a plate of something, mm -hmm. and if there's like a hair in it, yeah, and not long hair, let's say an eyelash or something, yeah, I just give the benefit of the doubt that it might be my own. Yeah, me too. Even if it's like a small piece of hair, I'm like, oh, it's probably mine. But if it's like an obvious piece of like blonde hair, I'm like, yeah, this ain't That's, mine. No, you if it's long I mean? and curly or something, yeah. I'm like, all right, this ain't my hair. No, it has to be like my color and maybe my texture. And then I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like that doesn't gross me out. But if it's like a bug or something, I'm like, oh, No, the guy had, he said, uh, man, I just owe my burger. Mm. I take it to work. He's on a break. Yeah. You know, like, I just, I just owe my burger up, man. And I'm like waiting for him to get the point. Say, I look inside. I'm like, get to the point. Yeah. The person left the glove. <gasps> yeah. Inside of the burger. In his burger. That's disgusting. A glove. He thought it was, he said he bit it <gasps> thinking he was like, Tearing it was the lettuce. Meat or cheese. Oh my God. like, what God. is this? He pulls out a glove. <gasps> and he said, man, this guy left the glove. That's so disgusting. How you not know that you left a glove in the it's during, food this, that you're preparing? This is during coronavirus, <gasps> right? So this is like, maybe like a. Worse. Like a month ago, maybe two months ago, mm. and the person left their their coronavirus protection <laughs> glove in their burger, which got viruses all over that glove. Yeah, but you know, I always think about. They said, you know, through a lifetime, you probably eaten food that has had obviously like bodily fluids or something. I'm sure. In it. 
I'm sure you know. You will go to a place and you love the food. You'd be like, oh, it's so good. Then you go back and you're like, it tastes a little different. Mm-hmm. Like somebody must have peed in it. <laughs> but you know, some people don't know how. Like, I hired this one guy. Um, I won't give his last name. I hired several Kevin, so you won't know. <laughs> but his name's Kevin. He would, okay, he wasn't all the way there mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i'll have him do like tasks like yeah clean up and do mm-hmm. all that and he always like man i love you mike and Aww. yeah he's a really great guy mm-hmm. but he wasn't like sharp like that you know mm-hmm. he would like grab his shirt get the bottom and oh. blow his nose into mm-hmm. it you know the towels that we use for yeah he'll grab a towel and blow his nose in the towels like bro what are you doing what are you doing he's like i'm blowing my nose i was yeah. like see he didn't even compute Mm-mm. that this is not sanitary. And some people, you know, when um, they're cooking pizzas and all that. Yeah. And some people just are unsanitary. They'll I sneeze, know. wipe their nose and, and be keep like, on cooking. I don't really, I'm not tripping, you know, and keep cooking. <sighs> yeah. And then people like, I'm not against pets. I love dogs and cats and stuff, but you know, people get really comfortable with the animals being in the kitchen. And that's cool. If that's how you roll, that's cool. But when you serving food or, you know, bringing food like potluck or whatever, hosting and stuff, and your animals be in the kitchen while you cooking, I'm like, come on. Yeah, now. yeah, I yeah. I don't eat nothing that your cat just touched. <laughs> you know potluck. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they just be so weird to me. Cat be jumping all over the counters and stuff. I was like, mm. do, do y'all, did y'all ever do a potluck at? Your job and your, oh your... yeah we always well not always we've done potluck and i don't yeah i don't i don't bring food <laughs> <laughs> and it gives me an excuse to say well i ain't bring nothing so i don't feel right eating nobody else's food so and i just don't eat it so you uh you don't participate really I don't, no and i'm i'm a very clean person when it comes to cooking but other people aren't and mm-hmm. i just don't trust it you know i, I look I've eaten other people's food, so I'm not saying I don't. But if I don't really know you that well, I ain't really touching it. Is uh, did y'all have you done a padlock in the last like six years or not? Or yeah, so? we done. We did one at Gucci maybe once. Mm. Maybe we did one, and then like um, our district manager at the time, he was new to the company. His wife, she made like um, not enchiladas. What's those? Maybe it might have been enchiladas. She he made she made it and he brought it to us, and I was like, you know what? That's. I said I'm gonna try it. And then I took a bite and then I ended up like turning it like, you know, I ate a bite and mm-hmm. it was disgusting. So when I went to go throw it away, I turned the plate upside down in the trash can. Mm-hmm. So you can't see that I threw the food away. And I was like, see, something told me I shouldn't eat. It was not good at all. It wasn't flavorful. And it just, <sighs> I, I shouldn't have touched it. I know there's a student at the school. Um, this was early on. This was like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, you know, it was a white guy. He would be like, "Hey, uh, my mom uh, made this food and it's so good." Like, kept telling okay. me, kept telling me, like, "Michael, she put her foot in this one. It is so good." And <laughs> I was like, "Literally put her foot." Yeah, in. and I was like, "It's good." He's like, "No, it's so good." And he went and grabbed the spoon, put a spoon. And he says, "You have to try it." He gave you the spoon. No, he he brought this extra spoon. Right, right. So hold on real quick. Went grab a spoon, got his little plate little the home plate he scooped, scooped it, it and he said it try it <gasps> i know i was like so you had no choice but to try it why no <laughs> and i was like oh okay mm. i tried I was like wow and by in my head you want to throw i up. want to throw up i mm. said this is the most tasteless oh it was super bland bland <laughs> and it was like little meat chunks on like rice and like veggies and stuff what? like that 
And I was like, oh, wow, it's good. Like, I know it is good. I'm like, my mom put her foot in this one. I was like, <laughs> she was like, dang, your mama foot must taste like nothing. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> man, this is uh, not even salty. No, it's no salt. What? Yeah, and I was like, oh, so maybe that's why people always talk about like their mom's cooking. No, like how oh. black people cook food and how white people cook food yeah. and just different cultures and how they season their food. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that one was um, completely tasteless. <laughs> and there was no seasoning. There was no seasoning in that. that you know, was I, so crazy. I know why people got flavor. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? Of course. Of so, course. you know, I'm not sure if he fit in that category. <laughs> he must be from Texas. Uh, that's what you think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we're from New Orleans. You know, we New all Orleans know how to cook. You New know Orleans what I'm is a different. Everybody in New Orleans know how to cook. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that is the case. It is. I actually saw a meme today. It was funny. It said, um, in New Orleans, all the guys uh, cook just as good as their moms, and all the girls drink just like their dads. Ah, uh, is that true? One hundred percent true. Ah, uh, yeah. does your sister cook really well? Yeah, she can cook. She cooks really well. Yeah. Y'all like? Can we battle out? Yeah, are y'all like on the same level of cooking, or is she kind of? Yeah, I would say we're on the same. Well, she she experienced uh, she experiments more than I do, um, but as far as like traditional, like Southern New Orleans cuisines, you mm -hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I pretty much have that down packed, except gumbo. I remember I showed, shared with y'all last time. Um, so my sister always comes to me like, oh, you remember how mom, mama made like the stuffed bell peppers? Like, how do you make that? You know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh girl, let me show you how to uh, make it. You know? So I kind of have that down pack. Like as far as like what my mom cooked in our house growing up, you know, like potato salad, you know, all that mm -hmm. good stuff, you know, and I could teach my sister that. But when it comes to like stepping outside of the box where she does like, um, I don't know, like a Parmesan crusted chicken with Italian, mm. like marinating Italian dressing mm -hmm. stuff with cheese. She'll do stuff like that. And it sounds good, but it sounds like too much work. So I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And you know, sometimes people say, Oh, this is going to be good. And they show it on the Instagram. It don't look, it don't good. look good. And you know, she had cooked it for us one time and we tried it. I was like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I think one time she made pasta for us and she was like, yeah. talking about how great it yeah, was. And we made. tried it. It was like, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. You, you know, know and you know, I'm not a big fan of like, um, like frozen shrimp. Mm -hmm. She be doing that. She be buying that frozen stuff. I'm like, girl, look, you got to get that and fresh picky, from the market. You even picky with your fresh shrimp. You say oh, you got to yeah. be a particular oh, yeah. type of shrimp. Yeah, it does. Because like, you get the fresh, cheap shrimp. Yeah. Which is like the black shrimp, right? Yeah, it, that black shrimp. Oh, mm -mm, I don't like that one. Why? It tastes like. Because it tastes like it comes from the bottom of the, the sea. Mm. Like it's so, it's, it's. Something about it, the texture, the taste of it, it just tastes so salty, but dirty. Mm, it tastes dirty. Dirty. I don't like that. That uh, Is it the watery shrimp. type of? It depends, I guess, what ocean or what sea. Not ocean. Mm -hmm. I don't know where shrimp come from. Whatever. You know, river. Mm -hmm. It depends on where it comes from. So, you know, you. but for, for me, it, I could tell by the color. Like, if it's like a light gray, I'm like, okay, that's cool. If it has a little pink tint to it. What does like, that mean? I don't know. Some about it. It's, it's okay. I'll buy that sometimes. I don't know what it means. It depends on what type of you know you look at it, it like from. you look at it like as a freshness type thing. Like yeah, if it's if it's dark black, which mm -hmm. I've made that mistake buying before because it I was remember, on sale. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I I did not like that. See, <laughs> dark I, black. I'd be buying stuff on sale. My sister like, how why are you so cheap? I'm like, I don't know, but. I don't know why I'm so cheap, but <laughs> she's like, when did you get like that since you had the kids? And I'm like, no, I think I've always been cheap. Yeah. I don't know. But I think it's not about you being cheap, frugal or anything like that. I think it's yeah. that you like deals. I love deals. Yeah. Cause I don't think you're cheap. Cause if you're cheap as like, I would consider myself more in that sense where I don't really 
No, I wouldn't consider no, it cheap. You're not cheap. You just don't like to spend money. Yeah, that's, I, I that's like frugal. to look for. Yeah, I like to look for deals. So if I'm gonna buy something, I'm like, okay, well, let me check out at least three locations and see who has the the cheapest, who has it for the cheapest, you know, price, and then I'll go with that, which is usually Amazon. Yeah, I know. So you know, uh, okay, is 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 New Orleans the only place that uses the word cuisine when it comes to food? No, because huh? <laughs> I remember I told this that's on this morning. Uh, I can't stand you. Oh my god, let's change the subject because every time we get on about New Orleans, you start using your New Orleans accent. You talk, you start talking about no, what cuisines and Baptiste. Yeah, yeah. And no, Moulin a, Rouge. This is your friend, Corinne. Uh, yeah, Corinne, her husband. Her husband. So yeah. The only thing about New Orleans that makes New Orleans different is that we got our own cuisine. And I was like, cuisine? Like, yo, we got our own cuisine. And our cuisine is, the, I was like, cuisine? I never really heard And then you had use... the nerve to question that, man. He was like, what, what's a cuisine? I was like, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> you breaking it down. Now you got to have this man explain what it is when he probably don't even really understand himself. But in my head, I'm like, I, you know, I see it like lean cuisine. Yeah. I never thought that cuisine was an actual category. You play too much. That was too funny i can't i cannot <laughs> we, but actually we're going to new orleans this saturday oh how excited wait we yeah, have not been there in so long actually I, I went a few months ago but you and the boys haven't been in a long time so super excited and then we're going to go to florida hang out on the beach i know um, this is gonna be good it's gonna be a really really good trip i'm super excited but um how bad is the corona up there in new orleans is, is probably it just like dallas yeah, I think it's up there like Dallas, but, but there's some. St- but you know, in, in New Orleans, there's a lot of uh, businesses shut down, whereas in in Texas, everything's open but bars, and I think bars are starting to reopen yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because um, you know, Florida, because you know, when you do it with family, you're not gonna you're not gonna be <clears throat> around a bunch of people, especially no, on the beach. No, heck no, it's just gonna be us. And like my mom, my sister, my brother, and then my sister's boyfriend. Oh, she's coming brother, too. Yeah, she's gonna be down there, and I think my brother, maybe his girlfriend, my dad, maybe. So it's just gonna be like us, you know what I mean? It's a family affair. Let's Literally, go. yeah. And then Idol's birthday is on the eleventh, so we're gonna celebrate his birthday on the beach. He's gonna love. He's that. gonna love that, right? He's love I, I think that. that'd be kind of. How are we gonna cool. do it? Are we gonna let them just kind of? Touch the water a little bit. Well, I told them this morning. I was like, hey, we're going to go to the beach on Sunday. And I was like, mom, I don't want to go in the water. I was like, okay, so you just want to make like sand castles? He was like, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. So he's already like not. I mean, I'm sure he's going to stick his He'll feet touch, in it. touch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, until he gets comfortable. But Kenzo probably going to. We got to watch him because yeah. Kenzo going to go straight for the water. Yeah. He's, oh, you yeah, have to. Yeah, You have yeah. to watch him. We might have to put a leash on him mm-hmm, or something because mm-hmm. he's going to see that water and he's going to go straight for it. Yeah. I remember the time where, I mean. Like, I was so calmed by it because mm-hmm. I knew I was right there. Yeah. You know, they have these floaties around their, their body. Mm-hmm. And he... It's like it, a vest. Yeah, like a vest. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I'm taking idols off so we could, you know, get the boys ready from, like, we were just outside in the pool for however long. Mm-hmm. And then um, Kenzo, the youngest, three, uh, he he takes his off mm-hmm. and then he walks back in the water. See what I'm and saying? And he falls straight. And I just grabbed him. I was like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> and he's like... Oh. I was like, you know, in a in a oh child's mind, goodness. you can imagine how water is. Water yeah. looks like like it's not dangerous. Exactly, it looks fun. Looks like you go walk on mm-hmm. it. Looks like relaxing. Mm-hmm. They don't know the dangers of they it. They don't. And he learned his lesson that day. He'll tell you now. I'm never doing that again. Yeah, that's what I know. He knows. He knows not to do that again. That's it, that's dangerous. He's like, Mama, I couldn't breathe. I'm like, I know you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Under that water, you definitely couldn't. But, but I was just, it was cool because he was right next to me. Yeah. So, I, I was like. You know, and I grabbed them, but 
See, Imagine you if I was like with Idol doing something. Yeah, if your back was turned. And my back I was know. turned. Man, see God, he'd be with us. Yeah, I know. I was he'd like, be with us. I said, it could have been that where I'm like, Idol do this and do that. And I'm yeah. behind, Mm-mm. you know, not, you know, exactly. especially when you have the kids, there's a lot of things it's, going on. Yeah, and you're trying to handle much. it, mm-hmm. you know? So imagine you trying to like run and get a towel real quick and exactly. run back. No, it's yeah. You can't do that. I mean, even though we trust our kids and we feel like, yeah, they're not going to do that. They will. Mm-hmm. They will definitely do it. And it's funny how men and women handle things differently. Like, Kenzo falling into the pool. You look at him like, oh, and you just grab mm-hmm. him. Me, I probably would start freaking you probably, out. Yeah, you probably would screamed and like, don't do that again. Oh, oh my God. I don't do that again. freaked out. Yeah, it would have been, yeah, a well, whole other story. The other time we are in the pool, this is recently. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm putting Idol, our oldest, in. And he has a floaty thing, right? Mm-hmm. The back, there's a strap. Yeah. When I'm pulled the strap, it the strap breaks. What? Yeah, what it's broken it? to yeah. So he can't use it anymore. No, I I guess the part where it broke. Yeah, I was able to get that part, weave it in. Oh. So I had to watch and make sure like his it didn't come, come loose. Apart. Oh, that's Be- scary. Yeah, I know because I'm literally you know how he grabs Kenzo's. Yeah, yeah. He yanks on it. Yeah. Imagine if he like yanked on it and it Popped. came off. You and know, just in the pool. He's just in the pool playing. And then, it literally could have yeah, took. No. It could have been three seconds because it just takes three seconds to go down and drink. So the do water. I need to buy a new one then? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to buy a new Lord one. Lord Jesus. Because you know when I when it broke, I said, "I we can't swim anymore." And they're like, "Kendall was about to cry." I was like, "Why can't we swim?" I was like, "The strap broke." And they're like, "Oh, no." And I was like, "Let me figure it out." And I figured mm-hmm, it out, mm-hmm. and it went and mm-hmm. it was like strong. And I you know did all yeah. that. I was like, "All right," but. I, I'm, you know, noted. I'm like, all right, we got to get into one of these. And when was the last time y'all went swimming? Uh, what, Sunday, Saturday? Yeah, yeah. And I'm just not finding out. Yeah, but it worked. That's what I'm saying. I came out with you. It worked. And you know we're going to the beach in a few days, and you over here, oh, yeah, he need a new one. <laughs> yeah, let me, I know. let me hit up Amazon real quick, get that overnight delivery. You do, you do, you do. Mm-hmm. We just watched um, Brandy versus oh, Monica. Oh, my God. What do you think of the experience? Well, we didn't watch it. We listen. Well, you watched yeah, it. Yeah, we, no, we I watched it. We listened to it. I watched like 50% of it because mm-hmm. I was in and out of it, but mm-hmm. we listened to the entire thing. Oh, my God. Joe. What's your overall rating? Like, what do you. Man, out of five stars, it was a, it was a six, seven, mm. eight, nine, ten. It brought back so many memories of just me being a kid and listening to like Brandy and Monica and just walking up the street singing the songs. I used to wear them same big ass shoes that, you know, them look clog heels and stuff. And it just, it's crazy out of like maybe what, 20, 30 songs that they had on there. Maybe two I didn't know. Um, and I knew it, all the, even all the recent stuff, all the old stuff, but it was two of them. I wasn't, I didn't really was like familiar with because I never owned their albums. I never bought an album. How'd you so, listen to the music? Just, just the radio. So oh, if okay. it came on the radio, I knew what it was. Or maybe my sister may have owned the CD and I just listened from her. But um, it was just like, man. It brought you back? Brought me back. Yeah. And, and it was crazy because the song would play like immediately as soon as, as, soon as the song dropped. I'm like, oh, I love this song. I yeah. completely forgot yeah. about this song. And then I still remember the words. So who do you think won when it comes to oh. who really brought it? Brandy or Monica? Well, okay. So I, I'm going to have to say Brandy only because. And, and I. <laughs> Shout out to Brandy. Look, I love them both. I love both of their new singles. I love both of them. But I felt like Brandy gave us a chance and an opportunity to sing along. Mm. She, she'll she play like the first verse, the chorus, and then she'll play like the bridge or whatever, like the most important yeah. 
part of that song. And we get to sing along, and she didn't cut it off on a good part where Monica just played like the first verse and she'll cut it off and then she'll continue to like sing. Sing it, yeah. And I'm like, dang, we want to hear like the best part of the song. Do they get two different rules or something? I don't know. Maybe Brandy set up and was like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We just going to do this and that's it. And then Brandy. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the day of, she was like, I was just kidding. You know, yeah. I had to extend mine a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it was because, you know, they were beefing before. But I don't know. But Brandy, man, she brought it. Yeah, like, she brought it. Like, oof. she the stories behind the scenes on yeah. it, the, um, the the music itself. Mm-hmm. And if if y'all haven't heard, any listener haven't heard from this, you should go on iTunes. Yeah. Um, Apple Music. And listen to it because it's already yeah, on there. So cool. Yeah, and they break it down really well because they mm-hmm. for each one that they play as, mm-hmm. they're, as they're talking, they'll tell you what song it is and all yeah. that. And then, um, you know, they have one point two million people. That's crazy. On Instagram in the room, one point two million. Like that, that that gives me goosebumps because yeah, it's like, like a concert. That's bigger than a concert. Huge. Cause like you, a, dang, that's crazy. Yeah, I, you know, I knew it was gonna be big. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I didn't realize it's gonna be like 1.2 million people Man. watching type. Well, big. it's probably because they've been beefing for so long, and partially because we created that beef. You know, we made them kind of, we compared them. So they you saw this beefing. happening. You saw the beef yeah. happening, which was I, I don't really remember. I just remember growing up that I felt like people would just try to compare them and create that beef. Mm-hmm. You know, if people start comparing you to a person for so long, you start to dislike that person. Yeah. And I think that maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I don't know. They natural. didn't really talk yeah, about yeah, it. I yeah. I think, it, and then they were so young. They came out when they were like 12, 13, 14 mm-hmm. years old. So naturally, if you're constantly being compared to someone who's very similar to you, it's just automatically, it's like a competition, I mm-hmm. would think. But uh, Kelly um, Rowland said the same thing. Oh, she was being compared to Beyonce? Yeah, she said, like, to this day, she still had to deal with it. That oh, wow. When she makes music, mm-hmm. sometimes she wants to make music, like, straight from her heart. And yeah. that's what it is. But then she has to filter and say, they're going to say this sounds like Beyonce. See, that sucks. You can't yeah. even be yourself because mm-hmm. you're always constantly being compared to someone else. So she would never really be 100% herself. Yeah. Until she, I don't know. But I say, if you're going to be compared, be the competition, though. Well, who's going to compete with Beyonce? I know. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. Is like when you are the second place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like who's second place to McDonald's fries? Um, Wendy's, Wendy's fries? No, hell no. Who's? I like Burger King fries, but I don't think they're second. I like see, I like rallies. Rallies, okay. Let's say and, rallies and checkers. And yeah, those those fries are good. But you know, Chick Fil A got some good waffle fries. Even I even like uh Brahms. Their fries yeah, are really yeah, skinny yeah. and thin. Look, y'all, we we eat fries over yeah. here. No, they have the crinkle cut. Yeah, I like Brahms. those. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah so yeah. which one? Who is that? In and out. Yeah, In and out got good fries. Yeah, okay, I had to get used to it. It's like a palate change. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm a big French fry person. And so. how they do it? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the cool part to see them actually make the fries fresh from each like potato or whatever. Yeah, that's super cool. But so, so what I know when you are second, mm-hmm. it's hard out to, to get out the shadow of exactly. first. You know what I mean? Because everyone uses the first as mm-hmm. a as a measure yeah. to everything else, and it sucks. Yeah, but Brandy, I feel like maybe. I guess I wouldn't say more um, had more range mm-hmm, you know what I mean with mm-hmm. like her vocals mm-hmm. of doing both her background and doing like you know they were talking about their different tones that they were able yeah. to hit yeah and you know Brandy threw a little few digs about her harmonies I heard that yeah they were kind of like you know bickering like girls do few, you know shade here and there but it was all good and, good and fun I enjoyed it and then I liked how 
like when Brandy, she would introduce a few songs. She would have a story to tell or she would um, she would have like a poem or mm-hmm. something to introduce the song. But, you know, she was doing her subtle bragging. She was like, I ran into Tupac and, yeah, you know, little, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden <laughs> Tupac made a song about me and then she'll play that part and then she'll play her song. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Biggie. Uh, I think the same story with uh, Brandy. She ran into Biggie or something and he... Had her name yeah. in one of his songs, so it was kind of like a little That's subtle brag. Hell yeah, it's a big deal. Big yeah, and Tupac yeah. over here saying yeah, something about yeah. Brandy, you know. So that was super dope. But I mean, it was it was super just like entertaining. The music was amazing. It was a great I enjoyed. Yeah. You. What I do you think it. about um uh, Monica's new song Trenches? I like it, but you know, see, I don't want to compare. Is this the one with the rapper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's with, little uh, baby. Yeah, little baby. So. All right, I heard it for and the I first like time. It, and I like it. I ahead. like it too. I like it too. I heard it for the first time. But to me, y'all don't hate me, Monica fans out there. It, to me, it didn't sound like Monica. Mm-hmm. Like I listened to Monica's songs and she, you know, she you could tell she has this voice that you just know it's Monica. This one to me kind of reminded me of like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Like when Beyonce raps and she tried to get like when her Houston comes out and yeah. she raps and sings, I felt like Monica was doing that. And it to me, it sounded a little like Beyonce. Yeah. So that's what you didn't like. That's your downside. Because if yeah. it did sound like Beyonce, that's a bad thing to you. Because you don't think it's authentic yeah, or something? Yeah, exactly. I feel like she's just trying to be... Cool. Trendy. Not, trying to be down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think she's just... Yeah, I think she's trying to be trendy and didn't having like little baby on it. I don't know. Something about it just seems like she was just doing it. For, like that that song is only for right now. It's not nothing classic. It's nothing that's gonna be here forever. Nobody's not even gonna remember that song. Mm-hmm. It's just very maybe she did it for the millennials. Yeah, maybe that's what it that's is. That's what yeah, a lot yeah. of a lot of it. Because if she went to like the original Monica, it would be for like us. Yeah, older, you know, thirty four, thirty five, and up. But she had to probably do it, you know, tweak it a little bit to make it more for millennials. But to me, it had like a Beyonce. Well, but but Brandy, you feel never changed. She She's never always changes. Been consistent in always. a good way. Even that new song she dropped, uh, the one you love. Oh, um, bother, beloved. No, um, it was. It's called uh, Borderline. Borderline. Yes, that's. Brandy. I love that song. You know what I mean? Like, she's never changed since day one, whether she's trying to rap or something. It's Brandy. You and you have to, if you haven't already, you have to listen to Borderline. So it is beautiful. so great. It's like, to oh. me, it's probably one of her best songs. And yeah. she's, she's written some songs where it's like... And she said that was her by, her her favorite song by far. Out of all the songs she's ever made, that is her favorite song. Yeah, and it's weird because when I listened to her B7 album, mm-hmm. and I, was, I said, Blood, this yeah, song. You I did. said, this song you is did. so good. Mm-hmm. And I kept bringing it back. Even like, it goes 40 seconds in, I was like, I gotta bring you it gotta back. It's it. so good. Play it again, DJ. Yeah. <laughs> play that beat. So the, um, so that was cool. That was cool too. You like Yeah, it was good. It was really good. And then like yesterday was my birthday. So I, I didn't get to watch it on Instagram. So you played that on iTunes for me. And I was like, man, this is such a cool. That was great. Yeah, it was a cool day. How was your birthday? My birthday was fantastic. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, man. Qu- a queen was born on the first. Well, you know, only queens are born on the first. Come yeah, on now. For real. Come on now. I know. Come on now. How you feel? How you, how'd you like, how was your do you feel different? Do you? I know. I feel the same. I do. I feel the same. I feel this, you know, young at heart. 
old in the face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> old in the face? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> no, I was kidding. But no, it was good. I treated myself to um, this place, this hair salon called Pressed Roots. Pressed Roots. Yes. All black owned salon. Well, it's black owned, mm-hmm. all black hair stylists, and they specialize in black hair. Mm-hmm. So for my girls out there who got, you know, kinky curls, uh, curl pattern A B C D one two three four whatever it is they can do it and they only do maybe like two I, I don't know but they do kind of like two styles like they have like their signature uh, press which is what I got and then they do like the curls or they do like a trim deep condition I got the steam and treatment and this is the first time I've been in a salon chair in years mm-hmm. maybe like two three years mm-hmm. um so it was definitely a sweet treat to myself and the um. The location of the salon is so cute. Like pink. overall, they did. Yes. Like they didn't skip nothing. Like everything was pink. The walls were pink, the floor. And it wasn't like no bright pink. It was like soft, soft, muted mm-hmm. pinks and whites and creams. And it was well thought out the way. Well thought out. It was so cute. And it's very Instagram-y, mm-hmm. posty. They have a, a setup where you can sit and take, you know, Instagram yeah. photos. And they do it for you. And they tag you and all that good stuff. And then as soon as you get there... They already know your name because you get there on time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I CP time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You get there on time. And so they say, you know, do you want like a, a water, champagne, rosé, mimosa, green juice? I was like, oh, no, they gave you all those options? All those options. Okay? Yeah. They yeah, said, which, which okay. one? Yeah. So which you one already do you want? Because you're so far, you already you booked your time. That yes. was a great experience. Mm-hmm. You show up. That was great. great. You saw the ambiance. Yes. And then they ask you all this. Okay. Yes. And then they had this uh, fashion book. Had Rihanna face on it at the very front receptionist desk. I love Rihanna. So I was like, yeah, this is my spot. Mm-hmm. So then they offered me drinks. And I was like, I'll take, you know, rosé. And they cute glass, you know, uh, with the gold rim. I mean, they didn't yeah. skip a beat in this. Mm-hmm. Sp- if I had a salon, it would look exactly like that. Wow. It was super cute. And the stylist was ready. They guarantee you in and out two hours max. Mm-hmm. I was in there for like maybe an hour and a half. I even told the stylist, can you redo my hair? Because mm-hmm. I want to be here a little bit longer. Yeah. Like the experience was so great. Um, they give you refills, y'all. So I was tipsy when I left. But it was, <laughs> yeah, for it was such a good experience. I did that and that was in the morning. Then you and I hung out the entire day. We went, got some uh, pho because it was raining yeah, all day. We love great. pho when mm-hmm. it rains. So we did that. And then, um, you know, we I got a laptop. My, my, my yeah, boo bought yeah, me a laptop. Yeah. So I'm excited because, you know, I'm about to start my business. So, you know, I got to get it oh right. You know what I'm saying? So I got a laptop. Thank you, baby. Mm, oh, my God. And You're then welcome. Um, we went to dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he fell off the roof. Lord oh, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. I fell off the roof. Yes. And then I was begging him not, like, let's not yeah, go. Yeah, you're like, let's not go. And I know I wasn't going to tell my parents about yeah, this you, happening. Yeah, you don't want to tell them that. Yeah, so we're just like... Yeah, I mean, you were able to move you because we went shopping. Yeah. This is funny, y'all. For the two past two years, we go shopping and he ends up buying something on my birthday. Yeah, and I never I get nothing. It's crazy. <laughs> so we went shopping and then you were able to like try on your clothes and stuff. So you were good. And then, that was before um, I fell. So that No, is. that was after you fell. Remember, I had to put the Band-Aid on you while you were trying on your shirt. Look, you don't no, even remember. No, I'm trying on my shirt in this house. No, that's what I'm saying. But you tried on your outfit after you fell off the roof. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about in the store. Oh, no, no, not in the store. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you tried it on in the store, but then at home, you tried yeah. it on. You put the whole look together. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You put the look together, and it was, you know, super fly. Check out our Instagram. It was fly, y'all. Black the B. Black the B. And that's B-E-E. Yeah. You know, don't get me confused with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I'm just nah. <laughs> So we did that. Dinner was cute. We went to XOXO. 
Yeah, so you've been is, waiting to go to this oh place man, since when? For a couple of months. Somebody actually told me about it, Kim. Hey, Kim. And she was like, I want to do my birthday party here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, if you don't do it, I'm, I'm going to do it, you know? And she didn't do it. So we ended up going to Oklahoma for, for her birthday. So I was like, perfect. I'm going to book a reservation mm-hmm. and go. And so I did that. And then um, it's like a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. But first is the restaurant. You walk in. Well, the outside of the building is painted hot pink. So the doors, everything's painted pink. So you walk into the restaurant, y'all, look it up. XOXO dining room, I think. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. It's amazing. It was so beautiful. It is very girly. Mm-hmm. Like velvet chairs and sofas and uh, pink walls. And they even had this tic-tac-toe light-up wall with XOXO, you know, all through it. I mean, it's very Instagram-y, take photos. Yeah, yeah, very. Photo op, yeah. yeah. But the food was good. The experience was great. Um, you had the salmon. I had the salmon with the arugula salad. You had the lamb chops with the uh, mashed potatoes. Really uh, good, y'all. Great, yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. And then, but for starters, we had the ceviche. So, you know, we had the Brussels sprouts. The Brussels and sprouts the and the Parmesan ball. Yeah, something. Thing. But that was good. I don't yeah, know what great. that was. That was Remind me of like a boudin ball if you ever had that. Yeah, with yeah. maybe like mushrooms or something yeah. in it. But mm-hmm. it was really good. We had that. And then we had dessert. Um, we had like this chocolate chocolate lava, lava cake, cake with mm-hmm. ice cream on top and they came out and they brought like the sparklers yeah. you know that was so cute and he tried to take a video of me with the sparklers the boy didn't even press play look, y'all. Look, i'm over here like oh good with the broken then, arm yeah the arm was like oh i couldn't even press play <laughs> and then by the time i finally like oh my god it's not recording i hit play and the sparkles, the sparkles go out the, yeah the sparkles go out i'm like those sparkles yeah man Mm-mm-mm. you know there's moments like that where you're like i gotta do better <laughs> you know what i mean I got to do better. Yeah, I didn't hold it against you, though. <laughs> it was a great night. We had a really, really fun night. Your birthdays, like, these last few, like, times have been amazing. It's been fun. Yeah, it's funny because I even mentioned it yesterday. I was like, man, every birthday I've had since maybe 30, 31, 31, um, it's always been water-related. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, like, Austin or Tubin or Zipline or something, it's always water-related. We went to uh, Hurricane Harbor. Mm-hmm. This year, I was like, we're not going to do anything water-related. But it rained the entire day. So God was like, nah, I'm going I'm to yeah, yeah. yeah, get you that water. I'm going to get you that water. get you that water. You know what I'm saying? And it rained the entire mm-hmm. day. But it's all good, though. We had a good good time. Yeah, it was great. And, um, yeah, the rain. Because, you know, Bly thinks, you know, she was a, a mermaid in her past life. Because mm-hmm. you have a really, I don't know if it's even an affinity for outdoors or if it's, it's water. outdoor water. It's water. I love outdoors. But water, mm-hmm. I, when we when we bought this house and it had a pool, I was like, bet. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, even our next house, I was like, we have to have, have a pool, pool you yeah. know? I, I love water. Even though this year I haven't been in a pool hardly at all. But I just love, I love water. It's just, it just brings peace to me. Yeah, you know? you're the same way with, like, showers. Like Exactly. Anytime, look. I could hurt my wrist like oh, blood. My wrist is not feeling too good. She's like, let me take what? a shower real quick. No, no. You oh, like, oh, yeah. yeah, you want to go take a shower? I was like, <laughs> no, that's not what I do. You like, no, take a shower. You'll make you feel, like, you feel better. Blah. That's I'm, not what it's going to help. You're it's like, true. Just take a shower. I'm telling you. He's like, oh, my head. Hurt. I got a headache. I'm like, go take a shower. <laughs> I'll take care of the boys. I'm, that's the first thing. I'm like, go take a shower. But it works, though. I know it works for me. You know, it does. And it does work. You know, and I'm like, man, I'm super, super duper tired. I'm going to go take a shower. It's going to relax me. Or if I wake up and I'm like super duper tired, I'm like, I'm going to take a shower. It's going to wake me up. Like, that's why I have to take two showers a day because it just 
it gets me like that's my coffee. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my coffee in the morning. That's my tea at night. So showers are well, water is mm, the thing. Water, I love, I love water. Yeah. So this, uh, oh man, this brings it up. Okay, the word that I that I'll, I'm loving right now. What's that? What's the word? Macabre. Macabre, like abracadabra. Macabre. Yeah, macabre, <laughs> and it's M A C A B R E. B R E. Macabre. It's French. It's an adjective. Okay, I like French. And I guess it has to do with like something that's like disturbing mm-hmm. or having to do with like death. Mm-hmm. You know, so you like you relate something like let's say you go to haunted houses, like a macabre haunted house, which oh, is wow. like ones that are best in like dead people and mm-hmm. all that. that's a macabre. Like, or if you're like into like macabre thrillers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. macabre thrillers are like ones about death and oh, disturbing. You no, know, I like those. No. Yeah, yeah. So. That's the word, but the way that came that word came up mm-hmm. about macabre is that this woman responded to this video of Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. and he was talking about like, are you looking forward to like doing this movie and you know, um, you know what, uh, Black Panther two? And says, I'm dead, I'm dead, you mm-hmm. know. And people are like, you need to listen to when people say that. And she's like, look, y'all are turning this into a macabre situation. Yeah. Did when, he say I'm dead or did he say I'm good? I'm dead. That's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. I kept, I, for some reason, I thought I kept hearing him say, I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm no, good. he kept saying, I'm dead. I'm dead. But, That's what he was saying. Yeah, but see, what they were using, they were conflating mm-hmm. what he said. He was saying, well, I'm dead, as in his character. Oh, because he did die, die in um, Infinity, one of the movies, I don't know. Yeah, Infinity War or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he's telling her, I'm not in it because I'm dead. Gotcha, gotcha. But people made it seem as if he's like predicting his future, that he's not oh, going to be around. See, yeah, people be doing but, those. Um, and it could have been that. It could have. It could have been a little bit of both. We don't know, but let's not start that, y'all. Yeah. Let that man rest. Rest. But yeah, you know, you know I know it's probably, we could probably talk forever about um, Chadwick Boseman at that, Ugh, you know. Um, yeah. That one affected you too. It did. When, when you broke the news to me, it hurt. It really did hurt. But it didn't hit me till about like two days later. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it hit me hard. It yeah. Hit me hard. So, um, I think it affected everybody. You know, anybody who was a fan of uh, Black Panther or any of the movies he did. Mm-hmm. What movie? The last movie we saw was Five Boss. Oh, um, the Five Bloods. Five Bloods. That was good. That, yeah, was, that was a great. funny good mm-hmm. movie. And you it, was, know, it was it was unorthodox. It, it was. wasn't a normal type of movie. It was not. No, it wasn't. Which is why it made it kind of like really good. Yeah, it was you know? good. It was good. But then I, I kept getting upset with that movie. I can't remember why. I was just like, why is he doing that? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, it was things that, um, decisions that weren't normal decisions. Yeah, it was just So you're like, this, this is a movie. You know what I mean? Because like. But it was making my heart beat the whole time. Because yeah. I was just getting upset the whole time. But. Yeah, The Five Bloods, y'all need to watch that. It's on That's Netflix still. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spike Lee joint. You know, I love um, me some Spike Lee. Yeah, unless he did, he did Maturing Candidate. That was his. Oh really? I think it was his. That was his, his one L. It was like, oh wow. You know when you do those movies, they do those like passion projects that are yeah. like way over the top. Yeah. I think that guy Chris Nolan, he does um, Inception, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. even to this day, when they when they ask like Leonardo DiCaprio, like, so what's Inception about? He's like, look, I don't know. That he just did what I he had did, to do. Yeah, he's. I just did what I was told, and That's then he just came so up with the funny. recent one, Tenet. Mm-hmm. Is it very similar? Very similar. Is that with Denzel's son? son okay, yeah. yeah. But he I goes remember. by a different name. Oh, really? Yeah, he goes by like... Um, he got, changed his name or something? No, oh, okay. like he uses his middle name. Instead oh, of I using see. his first name? Yeah, it's not like... I forgot. I think it's first name like David or something like that. Something oh, okay. Washington. Yeah, I'm not but sure. But instead, he uses his middle name as oh. a, his last name. In essence. You don't want to be connected to his dad? It's too uh, yeah. late now. We know who you are, sir. But remember I told you that I think they have beef? 
or in some capacity because he always no. compliments his mother mm-hmm. in a certain way and doesn't really give any type of praise or shout out or anything to his dad at all well, as who, based on who his dad is. So I feel like that movie um, <clears throat> where... Um, he probably hates his dad because people keep comparing him to him. Yeah, I bet that. And mm-hmm. I don't think his dad was around like that for him to... Well. He was out there making movies uh, movie for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Yeah. The John Q's and the training days. <laughs> That's why. Sure. So the sacrifice. The sacrifices. He's like, you know, um, he's it probably telling his son. It takes a village to raise a child, he's like, y'all. You know, we made that, you know, we made that movie about you. John Q's like, that didn't want about me. You're a liar. You're a liar. Don't say that. Don't say that. Man. That's so funny. And uh, anything else you want to... I could talk all day. I, you know, I'd be people. having too much fun on this on this podcast. No, it always puts you like in a um in a good mood. Yeah, it makes you feel better. That's true. That is you true. You know, um, but yeah, I think this was great. Happy mm-hmm. birthday again. Oh, thank you, babe. A queen was born. A queen was born on the first, y'all. And uh y'all enjoy your day. Yes, yes. We'll see y'all later. We yes. love y'all. Peace out. Bye. And the harder you try to save something, the faster you actually destroy it. So learn to love and let go and move forward. Peace.